who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Welcome to All Things Internet, a show where we talk about things we see on the internet that usually have to do with the internet, and Emily tries her gosh darnest to fact check and research most things. I am Rachel Ballinger. I'm Emily Brostaff. And for the first time in a very long time, we are doing this remote, which is not my favorite. I lose interest in your face <laughs> and no. stop listening. I need you to focus. <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, so before any glitches happen, I will already apologize for it. Uh, but this actually might go smoothly. So we'll find out. I'm manifesting. All right. Uh, who's our dog of the day in the background Our dog there? of the day is Dilly Willy. Little Where's daisy girl. Blaze boy. Um, Blaze Boy got to stay out of his kennel all night last night because maybe he had the Hershey squirts. So oh, he's, he, what did you feed him? Literally nothing. I gave him. Well, his there's your problem. You have to feed my dogs. They're oh. big. <laughs> wow. Didn't get that memo. Um, so Snoop is now having his turn outside of the crate and Blaze is taking a little nappy poo. Sweet. All right. Um, and I'm still sick. You're being dramatic. Uh, yeah, head. probably. You're not sick. I think so. Ah, I didn't mean to turn Did you? I didn't did you mean just, to. Didn't mean to. You just to. turned the transcript on for the Zoom session? Turned it off. Turned it. Maybe it could make you pay attention more. No. Oh, I don't okay. see anything. Yeah, because I turned it off immediately. I clicked it by accident. Okay. Let's yeah. get into the news here. Hi, I'm in Mammoth. Oh, right. Emily is back in Southern California, and she's going to tell me things now. Let's go. All right. Um, so a pretty popular TikTok family um, just got canceled and they got in a ton of trouble after they put their young, I want to say youngest son in direct danger for what seemed like just a video. Um, so what? The, we're off to a good start. Um, so okay. the, they're known as the Kelly family on TikTok. It's the dot Kelly dot family. They have over 1.2 million followers on the platform and have definitely like made their way to fame by being a wholesome TikTok family content channel. Um, okay. And so the mom and dad are Ty and Haley. 
they posted a video on TikTok where they described how much of a thrill seeker their youngest son is. Um, And they were talking about how he loves roller coasters and Disney. And they said that because they wanted him to be able to ride more rides at their upcoming Disney trip, but he didn't meet the height requirement, they had to come up with a creative solution. So they made him some custom shoes so that he would measure at the 40 inches that are required to get on these bigger rides. So basically, they went to like Walmart or something. They grabbed a second pair of shoes. They sliced the sole off of those shoes and like hot glued them slash gorilla glued them onto his shoes. This is not okay. It is like the most dangerous thing. I don't. The height requirement is there for a reason. It's not for funsies. Uh, It's so you don't mm, die. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, they were. Oh, and one of the worst parts is they were calling it a parenting hack. No. Yeah. So it's how you die hack. Right. Exactly. This is like CPS hack. Like what? What are you doing? Yeah. And display it on the Internet. That's so okay. So not the smartest. Not the smartest. So obviously people saw this video and like they were scared for the child. They're mad at the parents. They were just kind of like disgusted in general. Because obviously those height requirements are put in place so that your child does not slip out of the ride. Yes, I have done that before. Not at Disneyland. At a carnival. I slipped out of a thing. What? I was like in a cage. Have you ever heard of the zipper? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I have sweat pits. I'm so sorry. That's Um, how hard you're working. That's how hard (laughs) you're working, baby. (laughs) I'm sitting here talking into a mic. A hard work. Um, No, I was... On a, a ride called the Zipper at a carnival, and it's there. You sit in a seat, and there's a bar, but you're inside of a cage. And I sat. I was then by myself, and that was so small that the bar was absolutely nothing. I ended up being on the floor of the thing, grabbing the seat, and it's flipping in circles going around. And I have never. I was terrified for years of going back to the carnival, as I should be. That's a bit traumatizing, I would say. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what the height requirements are there for, is to make sure your child can be strapped safely into a ride. Yeah. Yes. So people were obviously commenting and telling them how unsafe it was. They were leaving hate, you know, yada, yada, yada. Well, rightfully so on this one. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So Ty, the dad, saw all of this hate and decided to um, gaslight everyone and said, why wouldn't you? He, he said the whole thing was a joke and that his son actually does meet the height requirements and that it was supposed to be a funny video and he never meant to encourage anyone to put their kids in harm's way. By and calling he, it a parenting hack? Oh, and the whole vi- I, I watched clips of the video because um, I watched like they took they ended up taking the videos down. Um, and so I watched yeah. what I could off of various channels reposting it. Yeah. And it was very serious. Like they of were course like, it was. They were like, look at this really cute, amazing thing we're doing for our child so that he can make memories. Like, it was not a joke. No, um, of course not. And of course, he ended the video with, before you start throwing stones, get your facts straight. No, what? What other facts were not, there were no other facts given. Right. The facts given were, our son's too short for these rides, so we're going to cheat the system. Right. Exactly. Where, other, where, where, where else were the facts? Well, you were supposed to know that it was a ha-ha joke, Rachel. You were supposed to know that this was all sarcasm. and just Silly me. So why did uh, you actually listen to what he said, you know? <laughs> I'm so dumb sometimes. Right. So a few people commented responses on the video where he was, you know, gaslighting everyone. And they yeah. said, 
like speaking as Fun. him in oh thanks baby <laughs> my girlfriend just got me breakfast i hate that my girlfriend lives elsewhere well you were just there yeah i miss yeah. it um all right and so uh, someone commented like they were speaking as him i can't believe you guys had the audacity to assume what i said in a video was what i meant <laughs> someone it's else true sorry yeah. someone else commented how dare you be misled by my own words uh and then i would never put my kid in danger except apparently for a disney ride that so, is yeah okay yeah so anyway it's pretty freaking clear that this was not a joke because they posted a whole okay so not only did they post this tiktok that was the original media that everyone was getting upset over but yeah. they, they decided after that to post a vlog about this whole parenting hack as well on youtube so they showed them like going to the store like measuring the shoes crafting them like all of this kind of stuff together and they literally titled their vlog i made my toddler tall enough for a thrill ride at disney so they didn't learn no so um but then after all of this hate was just flooding flooding flood like it was nonstop. and he was the dad was going on live every single night and was like inviting people to come and give hate comments and like whatever and he was like responding to each of them and like it was very like he could tell he was wrong but couldn't accept it and like and he was, was just like whatever hate me go for it yeah like it was that very, kind of attitude so i hate that I hate it was that very so much bro-y like, yeah. I know I, I'm wrong, but I'm just going to stand on this hill until I die. Like, it's Well, if he's that good at gaslighting, of course that's what he's right. going to do. Right. So after it just kept coming in nonstop, they ended up putting a disclaimer at the bottom of their vlog that said... No, you take the vlog down. Right, right. Oh, no, they weren't going to do that. So he said, this video is not intended to be taken seriously, as we made this video solely for entertainment purposes. Do not attempt this yourself. Disney is great at their jobs, and you will get caught. Okay. Um, this had nothing to do with Disney being good at their jobs. Right. You really expect some, like, 15-year-old named Bethany to look at a kid's shoes and inspect them to see if, like, they're Franken-shoes? And, like... Yeah. No. No! Not she, a chance. She's getting paid minimum wage and is worried about her physics homework like no um so obviously the family kept getting more and more hate uh the dad just kept doubling down in the comments and he said things like this whole situation doesn't matter because all his son will remember is having the best day of his life dying wait so is he is he admitting pretty still doing this pretty much not a chance yeah He's still admitting that he's going to do this. Whoa. whoa. So wait, let me get this straight. Here are my facts. Let me get my facts straight before I throw stones. He made a TikTok. Saying that he was going to make his son tall enough. And because his son is too short. Okay. Yes. And everyone was like, hey, that don't do that. That's unsafe. And he's like, guys, I was never going to do that. You were so dumb for thinking that. Get your facts straight. Right. By the way, I'm still going to do it. <laughs> but don't you dare think that I was serious about doing it. I'm going to go do it, though. But don't you dare <laughs> tell me that I wasn't joking because I was joking, but I'm seriously doing it. That is, that is, am I good? Um, yeah, you're spot on. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so I guess eventually they were impacted enough by the hate where he decided oh, to make- God. Right. He decided to make an apology video on TikTok. 
So he said things like he's a flawed human. He denied that they were only keeping the video up so that they could make money because people were like, dude, take the video down before parents like you see this and think, oh, that's a great idea. And he was like, and he was refusing to take it down because he was like, no, this is wholesome. This is memories. Like, this is our like content. And he was like, and everyone was like, well, you're only keeping it up because you're making money off of it. And he was like, no, 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 no. I'm not making money off of this. Lies. You're just straight up lying. Um, Does does he know that if you private a video, it doesn't delete so he can still see it so he can still have the memories? He needs to make more money off of it so he can take his kids back to Disney and risk their lives some more. Did he vlog going to Disney in the shoes? Oh, he sure did. He sure did. Putting the shoes on his child and putting the child on the ride. Jokes, 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 jokes. All jokes. But vlogs the whole thing. I. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So I don't. These are not my cup of tea type of people. No. Mm -mm. So he ended up saying in this apology video that he never actually apologized or took accountability in. He said, I would have removed that video if I thought I was wrong. But what I do. So he's not. He doesn't think it's wrong. So he's not apologizing. Because his, his, his kid made memories. So. But what I do want to apologize for is all the people that actually stood up for us and who tried to protect us and vouch for us. And then you got attacked because of us. I want to apologize for that. Then he basically goes on to say what? that. Yeah. What? Yeah. So he's not apologizing for pu- putting his son at risk and encouraging other people to do the same by basically posting a tutorial, but apologize for the fans that stood up for them and then got hate because of it. So does he anyway. realize that if someone does th- like does what he does and then their kid gets hurt, they can sue him? I think that's why they ended up taking it down because people started commenting that. Yeah. People, people that were like, okay, if we can't get through to you by like um, striking a parent nerve by being like, you're like literally money. always money. Yeah, exactly. So people were like trying to plead with him. They were trying to ration with him. And everyone was like, all right, well, obviously this isn't working. So now we're going to threaten with money. And like they were saying, if you keep this up and someone does this, they can say, well, this like influencer said to do this. And now my kid is dead. Money, please. So they ended up um, taking down the video a few days later um, and him and his wife this time ended up filming another apology video for TikTok and YouTube. And it was a bit better this time. And he said she was in it. Exactly. Um, He said what was supposed to be an entertaining video for our followers ended up being us realizing what we put on our platform has more consequences than we initially thought. Oh, wow. Are these the consequences of my own actions? Yeah. Me as an influencer can influence people to do things? What? Yeah, maddening. He literally said, we have more influence than we initially thought. And that influence, if presented in a negative way, could have a ripple effect and could potentially cause harm or danger to someone else. How is it presenting in a negative way? My dude, you made the video. You filmed it. You said it. You put it online. I I have a feeling I would not be able to listen to this human speak. Oh, no. It was very, like, I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself on, okay. on them. But, yep, it w- you get the vibe. Yep. Um, so, basically, I'm coming to the conclusion that they only took things down because people were finally pointing out. Allegedly. Um, this is our conclusion. Allegedly that they would get sued if someone else were to copy this. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, um. All right. Was that it for that one? Yeah. Let's check to see. I have food in my mouth. Sorry. Well, five, six, seven, eight. Hold on.
da, 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 da. Let's check to see if we have a sponsor for today. Sponsor, sponsor. During Women's History Month, come explore what feminism means to you with nonfiction storytelling podcast, Thread the Needle. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Emily. All right. Tell me you've heard of Darman. No, of course I've not heard of Darman. <sighs> Who's Darman? Wow. Neither had I until my, one of my favorite YouTubers had done a cringe video on him. Um, <laughs> so he's an extremely popular YouTuber. I think he has around 18 million subscribers. And he's gotten super, super famous over the past few years for posting inspirational videos on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. These are the type of videos that like your aunt would send you, like your really elderly aunt. She would send it to you and be like, listen to the message in this. Like it's those cheesy, oh. overacted, like, no. you know, um, and they're so terribly made. I literally only found out about this guy because Cody Ko was making a that's cringe video about his content. And God, I'm, gonna... I'm so scared of getting on one of Cody. Not that I'm big enough to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that would be the ultimate just pain in my heart. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I've watched other YouTubers that say the same thing. They're like, I'm posting this. And I'm terrified it's going to end up on that's, the That's Cringe series. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to I'm going to set the scene for you. I'm going to I'm going to help you really understand what his videos are like because you need the context. OK. So my favorite, personally, my, one of my favorite videos by him is titled something along the lines of man breaks up with girlfriend and lives to regret it. All right. So in this mm -hmm. video, the it's this couple and they walk into their home after what I'm assuming is grabbing lunch together. And basically the girl, you can like it's a voiceover of what she's thinking in her head. And she's talking in her head about how she's holding in a massive fart. All right. And you can see that like She's like in pain. You can hear as she thinks. And she says something along the lines of like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I have, I have to fart so bad. I'm in so much pain, but I can't fart in front of him. He'll think I'm disgusting. You know, and she literally says at one point, and this is what Cody and his like friend Noel wouldn't stop making fun of. She was like, oh, I'm about to bust. Anyway, so. <laughs> okay. 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 So she decides the solution to her problem is to run into the bedroom and say that she's grabbing something from the closet. And as soon as she gets into the room, she busts. And her boyfriend comes walking in right behind her and is super disgusted by the fart. He calls her gross, literally breaks up with her. Like, are wow. you... okay. Are you, yeah. yeah. And, like, it's like this. She, like, farts. He walks in. He goes, uh, probably I'm doing better. Ugh, Bethany, disgusting. I can't date you. We have to break up. I do not date women that are fart. Are, are they... Is it like when we do stuff like that? Like, or yeah. is it satire? No, but no. like, is it satire? And it's not. They're it, real. They think they're not, acting. Yeah, it's not meant to be funny. But like, and, and to be fair, the actors and actresses are giving it their all. It's the script. The scripts oh, yeah. are horrible. Okay. And so, and, and then the girl's like, no, please don't leave. Whatever. They go back and forth. He ends up breaking up with her, leaving. It flashes forward to two years from now. Beth, you know, farty Bethany, gassy girl. Walking down the street. Boston. Boston. You know, left Boston. and right. Got it. Um, and she's arm in arm with her new hunky man. You know, she definitely upgraded. That loves and her farts. Literally, he stands behind her like, oh, baby, bust yes. again. You know? Good. Oh, Emily, too much. Sorry. 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 <laughs> Sorry. So, so then as they're walking down the street arm in arm. They see a, a person experiencing homelessness on the corner begging for money. Stop it. It's not him. Any guesses as to who this might be? 
So because he broke up with his girlfriend for her tubes, he is now homeless. Right. And that's why he regrets breaking up with her because he became homeless, not because right. he was an idiot that broke up with his girlfriend because she farts. Correct. So, okay. you know, after he broke up with Flatulent Mary, lost his job, lost his home. He now lives on the street, begs for money. While Karma. His, while his hot, gassy girlfriend goes on dates with a much nicer looking man. And at the end of the video, Darman always pops up at the end of the videos to tell you the message, you know, just in case you didn't grasp it with yeah, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. your tiny lady brain. Um, and he said something along the lines of, see what can happen when you aren't nice to your partner? He threw away his whole life over a little toot. I bet he's living to regret it now. Let us teach you not to ditch people. Like, you know, it's just like, it, it's crap like that. You're lying. No, I'm being so serious. There's no way that they are being serious. Oh, he is because it's what makes him money because elderly people and like kids watch these videos and they're like, yeah, yeah. And then they're sharing and liking and, you know, whatever. So not a chance. Yeah. So he pulls. Are, are you getting like the vibe of his videos, though? So I'm he, getting I'm getting the vibe. Yeah. He pulls a lot of like, don't judge a book by its cover videos. Like, I don't know, whatever. He, it's these videos that are meant to teach you lessons. So he has made his whole career off of making these videos talking about like, be a good person, teaching you lessons, teaching people morals. Where do you think this is going? He doesn't do those things. Wow. What a surprise. So <laughs> he, all of his work, or not all of them, a bunch of his workers have gone on strike because um, in, these in these videos, you will see the same actors and actresses recycled over and over and over again. And he has a massive crew of people working for him because he posts these super cheesy videos Four times a week. And they are that's not a, short. That's a lot. So you that's just, a lot. You know he has like, and he has like a whole production studio at this point. He has like a production team. You know, he has a fleet of editors. Like he has these actors that are going in and out. Like he has a huge team behind him. Yeah. And um, surprise, surprise, the man of the hour, the one preaching on top of a hill to let your flatulent girlfriend let her freak fart fly. Or else you'll end up homeless on the street. Right is now being exposed for being a terrible human being. So uh, did not see it coming. Well, what is surprise? A turn uh. of events. <laughs> so um, a bunch of his regular actors and crew just quit on him, went on strike and started protesting outside of his filming studio because of how poorly they've been treated. And in an interview with one of the recurring actors who had been with Darman, he said from the very first video he filmed out of his one bedroom apartment, because that's where Darman started. He said this actor has been there since day one, has never gotten a raise since day one. How said, long has it been? I'm not even sure, but I'm sure a couple of years. You don't get to 18 million subscribers in like a year or two. Like that is no, that's years worth of work. And so he said, none of us have a regular or livable income. We currently can't afford things like rent. And just in case you didn't put it together, Darman is a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Yes. That the actor said as the studio grew more successful, the actors allegedly reaped no reward. He claimed that they were constantly reminded that if they spoke up about their poor working conditions, they would be fired. As a result, they decided to send a letter to Darman that detailed their concerns and requesting a meeting with him in person. And initially, Human Resources um, said that Darman was, ex I don't even know his real name. I'm just going to keep calling him Darman because that's what his username is. I don't freaking know. He doesn't deserve <laughs> oh. for me to look into that. Um, so HR basically said that he was very excited to have this meeting, to hear their concerns, whatever. But the meeting kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed for I, months. I'm going to say one thing. 
Yeah. If you have HR, you can give your employees a raise after many years. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, so it was clear after a few months of these meetings being pushed and like randomly canceled and whatever that there was going to be no meeting. And so um, at the beginning of the month, in response to being ignored, many actors from the studio decided to protest outside the headquarters in L.A. so that their concerns would be heard. And allegedly, this has not been confirmed, but it's pretty well recognized, but I'm going to say allegedly to cover us. Okay. Darman himself, when he saw these protests, called police on them to oh, get I them off. The- oh, oh, yeah. Um, it was a peaceful protest. I watched the clips from it. Um, and then he allegedly fired a bunch of actors participating in the strike, which is so absolutely illegal. Like, yeah. it's so bad. And so after receiving weeks of hate and losing tons of subscribers, Darman came forward on Instagram and said that he would finally hold that meeting and hear what everyone had to say. But he absolutely denies not paying his workers a livable wage. Um, and basically in his multi-paragraph Instagram post said that none of it is true and that all of his actors and actresses love him, you know, as they're protesting and picketing outside his studios um, and that he's a great boss. So uh, the workers that are on strike have an Instagram page, I want to say, and they're, they're constantly updating. And so we'll who, just see who are you going to believe? Right. Like, how is a boss going to be like, I'm a great boss. My employees love me when all of them are picketing outside. Does that seem believable? If they hated me, they would have just quit. But look, they're sticking around. Like, no. If I don't give you a raise next year, are you going to pick it outside my house? Oh, absolutely. I want a creative sign. And I need you to Mm. come up with a chant. I could probably do this. And then I'll call the police on you. Oh, thank God. (laughs) I love this. This is a great plan. Video idea. My employees on strike. Just the one. (laughs) Just you and Daisy outside. Or like, hey, um, we're actually hungry. Can we come in for like a little snack? Can I use your bathroom real quick? <laughs> Can Abby make me some food? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm okay. I'm still a little yeah. sick. Yeah. Um, all right. So BuzzFeed put out an article a few days ago about the strangest celebrity couples of 2023. Um, and I had no idea about some of these. So I figured I'd get you up to speed. Seems um, like important information for my so brain important. to have. Well, the last one is important and we need to discuss. Um, but I'm, I'm, oh, like, I'm like leading into it, you know? I'm like, I'm like building. You're segueing. Yeah, the anticipation. Got it. Okay. Yeah, got it. Um, so Selena Gomez and Drew Taggart from the Chainsmokers are rumored to be dating. Um, Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny. Uh, Matthew Lawrence, he's the son from Miss Doubtfire and he was also in Boy Meets World. Him and... Uh, TLC's Chili are dating, which was not a right. couple I saw coming, but get into it. And then this one just, I'm still wrapping my head around it. And I don't know why. It's just, it's two worlds colliding. Tyga and Avril Lavigne. Yeah, I saw this. What? Okay. He's um, just a skater boy. Said, see you later, boy. She really, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, I would just... Not that, you know, people's healing times are not valid. You take whatever time or less time you need to heal. But she was just engaged two weeks ago. She was? Yeah. So to Maybe Maud's this son, is why she's not engaged anymore. Oh. Hmm. Allegedly. Come on, Emily. Put two and two together. What are you Didn't doing? Put it together. So Emily! You, I know. I just, in my head, I'm like, oh, I guess it wasn't that important. She moved on so quickly. Never mm. occurred to me that. Perhaps this was going on at the same time, allegedly. Yes. 
Allegedly. We just made this up. This is nothing to confirm this other than a timeline. There is no BuzzFeed article that says so. No. Um, so they were seen together at Paris Fashion Week and they were like hugging and like making out and you know, whatever. So they go to Fashion Week? Which one of them's into fashion? Um that is a solid question. All right. Not sure. Okay. Um all right, this one's a really cute story, and it leads us into our good news. Um, right. So there was a group of senior, senior citizens, 12 older women to be exact, that recreated one of Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime performances on TikTok, and their video went mega viral, because who does not enjoy seeing grannies do a Rihanna dance? So I don't know. Not this girl, you know? That's so, your favorite. It is my favorite. So they got over 30 million views and counting. Um, and if you're not watching our podcast on YouTube, because I'm going to insert a clip and you're only listening, I'll describe what the video is. I, so, need, to, I need it described. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, here we, all right. Picture this. 11 out of the 12 women are dressed in all white, just as Rihanna's dancers were. And the ladies in white are all lined up in groups of two, like making a straight line, you know. Um, and as the camera moves forward towards the pairs, the pairs kind of jump off to the side to reveal the 12th grandma at the end. And she is dressed in red. She's supposed to be Rihanna. She's holding a microphone and singing a remix of Rude Boy. And they are trying. They're darn totinist to recreate how Rihanna did this at the halftime show. But it had me dying because obviously Rihanna's dancers that were in white during the halftime show are doing these like beautiful, graceful, fall away dance moves as the camera's They're moving. professionals. Oh, yeah. And then the grandmas are like trying their hardest to like shuffle off to the side as the camera's coming. It was so wholesome. Whose grandkid came up with this? Oh, it's actually it was um, it was the, the whole TikTok because it's like um, the senior citizens home has a TikTok account. And this whole uh, account was started because two of the facility directors of life engagement were trying to come up with ideas on how to keep their residents more engaged and active. So they launched a TikTok account. So that's fun. It was really fun. Yeah. So um, anyway, it was a really cute video. It made its way to Rihanna's FYP. And she was just so tickled by how cute that it was that she ended up sending 100 white roses to Arcadia Senior Living Facility in, te- in Kentucky. And it came with a note that said, you ladies dance was amazing. Love ROC Nation and Rihanna. And even Jay-Z sent the facility flowers. And he sent 100 red w- roses on behalf of his ROC Nation Entertainment Agency, which represents Rihanna. Oh, okay. And the residents were so cute because they filmed on their TikTok page the residents like receiving the flowers and getting to keep some and yeah. like all the the grannies were like we want to preserve the memories forever so they pressed like the flowers into books Aww. and they were making them into jewelry and it was it was really wholesome and cute that's really cute yeah all right before we move on to <clears throat> more good news let's check to see if we have another sponsor for today sponsor sponsor <laughs> all right what what's the good news em what's the good um, news you said we had good news I got a flag. Is it that there was bad news, but then someone solved it? Always. Always. <laughs> All right. So for our good news, um, 66-year-old Charles Rowe was already prepped and ready to receive his new liver after he'd been suffering from life-threatening complications due to his hepatitis C diagnosis. And after the liver delivery time had come and went. So basically what I was getting from this article is like he was sitting in the operating room ready to get the like mask anesthesia stuff but they were waiting until the liver was on the premises and he was just chatting with the doctor and they were like watching the clock and the liver was supposed to be there like 10 to 15 minutes ago nowhere to be found 
So the surgeon in charge of performing the transplant made some calls, and he soon discovered that the man in charge of delivering the liver was an out-of-town driver and had gotten lost driving down the streets of Philly. And to make it worse... Oh, Philly is hard to drive in. I did it once, never again. Um, Because there's so many like one ways and diagonal street and like, it's very confusing. And to make it worse, the one route that he had mapped out and knew how to take was blocked off because the Philly half marathon was taking place. So he couldn't get through. Oh, well, that makes it very difficult. Yes. Um, So even after talking with police to try and figure out a route to the hospital, he still found his truck stuck in alleyways. He was hitting barricades. There was no clear path. And so now after watching 19 seasons of Grey's Anatomy, I... I'm basically a doctor, right? Yeah, obviously. Like, I could perform a Whipple in my sleep, I'm pretty sure. Naturally. Where that Whipple on the body takes place, I don't know, but I could figure it out. Um, Inside of it, I'm assuming, inside the body? I think so, maybe. Yeah. So in case, you know, there are some non-doctors listening to our podcast, um, and you don't know, organs have, transplanted organs have a, a, a very short shelf life. Um, so the longer- give an organ a shelf life oh. sounds so wrong. <laughs> Uh, an expiration i don't know um viable so, um they have only have a vi- like a short viable time and they can be out of a body yes 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 so the longer the driver was taking to reach the operating room the more likely the organ was going to be no good when it arrived and then the guy would have to go back on the transplant list which he could have been waiting a few other years to get one yeah. so like this was very serious so what did the surgeon in charge do once he found all of this out he put on his sneakers and he got to running um, yeah, so I did. He did. So he oh, went, he Grey's anatomy this. That's what I'm saying. Shonda, where are you at? You knew she was like, you know that she's going to read this story and be like, oh, great, another episode. And she's going <laughs> to yep. incorporate this. So he ran yep. out of the hospital, down a few blocks. He actually ended up running along with the marathon for a bit to try and reach the I'm driver. Na- naturally. He's like, he's like zooming past the like experienced marathon runners. Um, he found the organ transportation car, grabbed the sealed container from the car- uh, courier, however you say it. Um, he, took uh. this, uh, he took the same route back to the hospital where about halfway through his run back, he was picked up by police and given a ride. Um, and according to Good News Network, they managed. You know to- what the police should have done the first time an organ transplant donor carrier was like, I need to get this liver to the hospital. How do I get there? And they go, oh, no, maybe try C Street. They yeah. should have been like. Let me escort you. Well, that I feel, I personally, in my little tiny bale of brain, feel like that's what should have happened. Or perhaps, you know, the one path that he knew how to take. I understand a marathon's important, you know? Just pause it for a minute. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, everyone would be like, oh, an organ is coming through? Yeah. Got Someone it. is going to die without a liver, and that liver is on the... Yes. I think everyone would have jogged in place for 15 seconds, um, and yeah. then it kept going. Chad definitely would have been mad that his you know, race time was going to be thrown off a little bit, but... Chad, you can wait. A but liver mo- needed to be delivered. But most people. <laughs> yeah. So they got the liver in time. Um, an hour after... Actually, they implanted it. An hour after the liver was supposed to begin deteriorating and uh, the patient made a full recovery and he left the hospital six days later. Wow. Uh, Applause to that surgeon and Papu on those officers that didn't immediately just go, let me escort you. If you you go down a few blocks. Uh, I think. I think. Um, What? I thought that was going to be like the police officer put it in his car. No. Okay. It was the surgeon. They're really busy watching people run so um 
it is yeah. what it is full, full-time gig um 10 days after the earthquake in Tur- earthquakes in turkey hit a turkish firefighter was digging through some rubble when all of a sudden he came upon a cat that had been trapped for what he assumed was over a week underneath the rubble no so, i don't like the story uh, well it ends good um he quickly could you imagine one day i'm like i'm telling this like horrible story you know i always get to like the good part and then there's just no good part and i'm just like yeah that's it in yep. part of the good news section <laughs> yeah I'm just going to like on on April Fool's Day. I no couldn't. I no. can't. No. I ref- I don't even like listening to these stories. Well, it ends so wholesomely. Uh-huh. So he quickly freed the animal. And while walking it to safety, he was like holding the cat in his arms. The cat climbed up onto his shoulder and it was like covered in dust and like obviously hungry and dehydrated. But every time emergency workers tried to remove the cat from the firefighter's shoulders, he would like dig his claws in and cling and start like, yeah. you know, really loudly. So that's where he stayed for the remainder of the day. So as the firefighter continued to dig and look for, you know, rescue situations, the cat stayed on his back and shoulders and watched the whole team's progress. And at the end of the day, the firefighter took the cat to a vet to get him checked out. And once he was all cleared, he just had some dehydration. Um, he adopted him and brought him home. And he named him, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, Enkes, which in Turkish means rubble. Um, and so now rubble the cat has become the official mascot of the firefighting department. It's really I cute. I love it. Um, all right. Last good news story. Sure. Okay. Um, a Dominican sailor survived four weeks at sea with his only food source being a bottle of Heinz ketchup. Um, and Heinz wanted to track this man down after hearing the story to give him a new boat with state of the art navigation systems so that he doesn't. Oh, I was going to say full of Heinz ketchup. Oh, that would have been good. He like opens all the pantries and it's just like just thousands He's of like, bottles. Never wants to eat Heinz again. No. Um, so they want to give him a new boat to avoid this in the future. And according to Good News Network, Elvis Francois was out on his boat off of the coast of St. Martin when the weather turned all of a sudden and started carrying him out into open ocean. He said, I tried to go back to port, but I lost track because it took me a while to mount the sail and fix the sail. He said, I call my friends, my coworkers. They tried to contact me, but they lost service. There was nothing else I could do than sit down and wait it out. He wrote help on the back of his boat and waited to see what was going to happen with nothing more to eat than a packet of garlic seasoning, a bottle of ketchup, and his lunch that day of Maggie soup, Maggie soup. He was rescued by Colombian, the Colombian Navy who brought him back to, um, where was he from? Uh, St. Martin and uh, for a medical examination, and he was found in good health. And Heinz, after hearing the story, ended up posting this on Instagram. They said, to whoever finds this message, we need your help tracking down an amazing man with an amazing story. You, you may remember Elvis Francois was the brave sailor who survived on nothing but a bottle of ketchup and spices while at sea for 24 days. While Heinz wants to celebrate his safe return home and help him buy a boat, but we can't seem to find him. So we're setting this message adrift into the sea of the internet. I feel like that's a little insensitive. Because if anyone... Oh my God! That is not the best. Wasn't the greatest, but okay. Um, because if anyone can help us find him, it's you. If you or anyone you know can help us get in contact with Elvis, please drop us a DM. Um, and they've contacted the government of Dominica, where he lives, and the Colombian Navy, but have currently had no luck. But they said they're not going to give up. Is he lost again? <laughs> Bye. Not this- Bye. This is a genuine question. How How can we not find this man? I'm assuming he, like maybe i don't know doesn't have access to like internet regularly or like i don't know okay 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 sure yeah all right that's fine elvis have you learned nothing at least this time maybe he has like two bottles of ketchup 
no, we can't. No, 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 no. All right. Is that it for the good news? That's it for good news. All right. Uh, I think we're going to wrap this podcast up a little quick um, just because nothing has gone wrong technically and I don't kind of want to jinx it. I'm losing my voice too. Okay. Is there anything else you needed to say? I don't think so. I miss you. Come home soon. I miss you too. I want to see the tattoo in person. Oh yeah. I got a new Wait, tattoo this Wait, can weekend. you tell me what it means? Because I don't think you like snakes. I, I, I don't mind snakes. Is it a dedication to Taylor Swift? How did you know? No. Um, my, uh, my, my best friend has uh, three children, but two of them are um, toddlers at this point. And um, I mean, you know this. When I, I FaceTime with them constantly every day, we're on FaceTime. And I always say, uh, I start off with, do I love you this much? And they'd go, no. And I say, do I love you this much? And they go, no. And then I hold my arms out really wide. And I say, do I love you this much? And they go, no. And then it got from, um, they would say yes when I would say, do I love you from here to the moon? And then that became a no. And then Gray wanted it to be, uh, do I love you from here to the rocket ships? And then one day, because it had been, I love you from here to the rocket ships for like a month. And then one day I was, I was tucking him into bed or like tucking him for a nap or something because I lived with him for a few months. And yeah. uh, for a few months, basically an entire year. Um, yeah. I was tucking him in and I said, do I love you from here to the rocket ships? And he said, mm, no. And I said, well, where do I love you to? And he goes, the Nakies. And I was like, what? And he goes, you love me to the Nakies, which means Snakies. And I was like, okay. So now for like over six months, when I get off the phone with them, we always do the, do I love you? Do I love you? Do I love you? And then we always end with, do I love you from here to the Snakies? And he goes, yeah. And so does his little sister. And so that's kind of our thing is I love them to the Snakies. So I got a big snake on the back of my arm with all of their birth flowers. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's for them. All right. So in six months when they are like, why do you say Snakies? Yes, (laughs) exactly. It it was once a thing. Okay. Once a thing. (laughs) They're like 13 and they're like, that's stupid. Yeah. I'm like, you used to love me to the snakies. They're like, what snakes, you weirdo? Right. I don't even like snakes. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, that's it. I love you guys. Please subscribe. Please follow us. Um, check us out on uh, Instagram, TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Emily will put all the links below to everything. Yeah. Uh, I love you guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, we were off a little. That's okay. Well, it's because we're, okay. Five, six, seven, eight. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of All Things Internet. Please make sure to like and follow our podcast on whichever platform you're currently listening to it on. And make sure to follow us at Podcast ATI on Twitter, where you can ask questions and get the latest updates on our show. We love you. Thanks for listening. I'm Rachel Ballinger, and this has been All Things Internet. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No, she was sent here anonymously. Uh Uh-uh, not she. They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. 
Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often? 